Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Hey guys, happy Friday and thank you so much for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast. And hi, my name is Jen. I am the host of the P40 Ministries podcast. And uh, today we are going to be discussing a little bit out of the Old Testament. And this is, of course, the last portion of Exodus chapter 24 today that we will be discussing. So I hope you guys have been enjoying the stuff I've been doing on the podcast. For those of you who have been listening for quite a while, I hope you've been enjoying the guests and uh, the people I've been having on the podcast. And um, I just wanted to throw this out there. My mom actually helped me with uh, the podcast on Wednesday, but I forgot to mention that she helped me do that podcast episode and actually wrote up a thing for me. And I didn't give her a shout out, and I would like to do that now because she really did a great job helping me out with that episode. And uh, even though she was not featured on the podcast, she uh, really helped me out. So I wanted to throw that out there that my mom uh, is a big help to me in some of this stuff and um, also I would like to say that if you guys have anything that you would like to hear on the podcast whether it would be you want more guests on the podcast you want to hear less of my voice (laughs) or maybe you want to hear a different kind of intro maybe you want different music it doesn't matter whatever you guys think if you have any critiques whatsoever I would love for you guys to go to my website and let me know a little bit about that but if you don't have any critiques and you would like to just contact me and for whatever reason whether it be a prayer request or you just want to get to know me a little bit more please feel free also to contact me at www.p40ministries.com contact so I'm going to do my commercial now instead of later just to get it out of the way <laughs> So friends, uh, you know, I I do a lot of free stuff. I have the podcast and, you know, the blog and, and, you know, I I do a ton of free stuff and I love doing it. Don't get me wrong. I love having a ministry and I think it's great. But if you want to support P40 Ministries and help with some of the expenses on P40 Ministries, like for example, it costs a lot of money to, um, to maintain the podcast. So if you are interested in helping out, go to the t-shirt shop. That's what it's there for and get yourself a design. So if you see a design that you like or you think somebody else will like definitely consider some of my t-shirts because they are all designed by myself and uh, either myself or my sister and I try to keep really high quality stuff in the store if you actually look at the store I actually got rid of a lot of stuff and uh, now I have my basic designs back in the shop and the t-shirts are really good quality I believe and I'm trying to give you guys the best quality product that I possibly can give so uh, definitely take a look at that and I'll drop a link to that in the bio of this podcast episode. But friends, we will be talking about Exodus chapter 24 today verses 12 through 18. So grab your Bible and your cup of coffee and let's go ahead and read this. I'll be reading out the WEB version this morning. Yahweh said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and stay here and I will give you the stone tablets with the law and with the commands that I have written that you may teach them. Moses rose up with Joshua, his servant, and Moses went up onto God's mountain. 
He said to the elders, Wait here for us until we come to you again. Behold, Aaron and Hur are with you. Whoever is involved in a dispute can go to them. Moses went up onto the mountain, and a cloud covered the mountain. Yahweh's glory settled on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. The seventh day, he called Moses out of the middle of the cloud. The appearance of Yahweh's glory was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. Moses entered into the middle of the cloud and went up on the mountain, and Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. This is after the whole ceremony that went on on Wednesday with uh, the ceremony of um, God finally making his covenant official with his people, how he was going to bless them if they chose to make God their God, if that makes sense. They had to do all of God's regulations and follow them in order for God to bless them. Now, the interesting thing about this is that God's regulations were so advanced. If you are following along with me while we are going through them, they were so advanced for that time period. It was kind of insane. Things that we do nowadays, God was commanding them to do back then as health regulations and as, you know, treating other people with respect and, you know, uh, protecting themselves from diseases and just different things, you know, and, and people back then wouldn't have known the science behind some of what God was saying, but it was just very advanced and way beyond its time period for back then. I mean, God was even putting a court system in place and just doing all sorts of different things that um, never would have been thought to be done in that time period. So, you know, we look at some of the regulations and we're kind of just like, oh, you know, why would God command the people to do that sort of thing? But you have to remember that it was also culturally acceptable back then to do some of that stuff. And God was taking it centuries ahead with the morality of the servants and the slavery and just different things. So God's regulations for the people back then were actually pretty cool because he was teaching his people morality. And a lot of the things that the people were doing back then had no moral basis whatsoever. They were kind of just doing whatever they wanted to do because there were no laws in place. So God was putting these laws in place to protect his people, uh, to allow them to um, be prolific and uh, to teach them, the, you know, not to eat just a random carcass you find sitting out in the middle of a field <laughs> and not to get sick from that. And, you know, just different things. So God's regulations, as we were looking at them, were all very logical and were all very helpful for other people as well. So God and the Israeli people made a covenant when we talked about this on Wednesday. And they made a covenant and they made it official by saying, yes, we're going to do all these regulations and uh, we accept God's blessing. So it was official. And then Jesus, we talked about Jesus a little bit in the Old Testament, though his name was not yet Jesus. That was not until the New Testament. He came down in the form of an angel. And, you know, he's often called God's angel or the Lord's angel in the Old Testament, and that is the embodiment of Christ. So he came down, and I believe that was what uh, the elders of Israel were looking at when we talked about that on Wednesday. They were seeing Jesus because God had said that he was going to send his angel down to them, and that his angel was a special angel. And it wasn't just an angel like Michael or Gabriel, like we've heard about, but this was a special angel whose name was in God. That's what God says. He says his name is in this angel. So that, of course, is his son, who is Jesus. So anyway, we uh, are now on Exodus chapter 24, verses 12 through 18. 
And it says here that uh, God says to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and stay here and be here. And I will give you the stone tablets with the law and the commands that I have written that you may teach them. So this was God inviting Moses up onto the mountain once again to actually stay there for a little bit and to be with God. I think that's kind of cool that God wanted Moses to be with him. And depending on the version you read, the W.E.B. version says stay here, but other versions say and be here. So God wanted Moses there with him to just talk with him. And we actually learned that Moses was a friend of God and that God would actually come down and just like have chats with Moses on a regular basis. And so I think that's kind of cool. So God wanted Moses up there on the mountain with him so that God could write down the laws on the tablets. And that's where uh, we talk about the first Ten Commandments was the ones God wrote in his own hand on these beautifully carved stone tablets. And why were they stone? Because they would last for a long time. In fact, I believe the Ten Commandments were stored in the Ark of the Covenant. Now, we know that those weren't the ones God wrote down because Moses smashed those ones. (laughs) (laughs) and had to rewrite them, but we'll talk more about that later. But God wanted them to last, so he made them out of stone and probably carved them himself and wrote in them himself, and so they were probably very, very beautiful because uh, everything God does is very beautiful. So anyway, he was going to carve out the Ten Commandments on these stones so that Moses could take them to the people and that the people would always see what God had written right there in those stone tablets, and that would last for generations and generations. So then after this, it says that Moses rose up with Joshua. So in other words, he gets up in the morning and he takes Joshua with him. Now, Joshua, it says here, was actually Moses's servant. And we've learned the difference between servant and slave in the Old Testament. Moses was called the servant of God, and Joshua is called the servant of Moses. And, uh, you know, we, we see the word servant popping up a lot. And nowadays it's translated as slave, which is very unfortunate because our um, belief of slavery is much different than what it was supposed to be in the Old Testament. This was more of a servant, more of like an assistant or a um, employer-employee kind of relationship. And we talked a lot about that. So now here's this word again, servant, right here with Joshua. And this is the same Joshua that firstly helped Moses in war, we learned about that a while back, and then he is also the same Joshua that takes over uh, all of Israel later on in the book of Joshua. So it says that Joshua and Moses uh, woke up in the morning and they went up onto God's mountain. So God allowed Joshua up onto that mountain. But before Moses left, he's talking with all the elders and we find out that there were actually 70 elders, not including Aaron and his kids. And so Moses, before he goes up on the mountain, he says to the elders, wait here for us until we come to you again. And behold, Aaron and her are with you and whoever is involved in a dispute can go to them. So Moses trusted his brother Aaron and the other elders to uh, control the people of Israel. He trusted them because they were with him. They were learning about God. They heard God's voice. They were praying with Moses. They were doing the, the, uh, you know, the covenant stuff with Moses and all that. So Moses trusted his brother, which he should not have, but he did. (laughs) And really at this point, he didn't have a reason 
kind of not to trust his brother, but we find out later on that his brother could not be trusted. And we'll talk more about that later. But it says uh, Moses left the care of the Israeli people to his brother and to the different elders. And he says, whoever is needs judged for some sort of dispute can go to you guys because I'm going to be up on this mountain with God for a while here. And so I'm going to be gone. So you guys handle the Israeli people and I will be back down once God is done with me, basically. So then it says that uh, Moses left Joshua probably with the elders or at least near with the elders and it says that Moses went up on the mountain and the cloud covered the mountain and it says that Yahweh's glory settled on this mountain and the cloud covered it for six whole days. I don't know what happened for those six days but Moses was basically inside of God's glory for six days. It doesn't say what happened in there but Moses was there. And then after the sixth day, on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the middle of the cloud. And I don't know if the Hebrew people heard God's voice at this point or not, but they definitely saw God's presence because here's what it says here. It says that the appearance of Yahweh's glory was like this consuming fire on the top of the mountain. So it was probably really cool to see. First and foremost, they see this cloud covering the mountain. Then they see these sparks of fire up on the mountain, this consuming fire. And it was probably a very interesting thing to see. And you know, the cool thing is here, we this is very consistent with God. So we saw at the very beginning when God was first leading the people out of Egypt, he was going in front of them during the day by a cloud. That's what his presence looked like. And then at night, he was going in front of them like a fire, like this pillar of fire. So God, God's glory takes two forms that we see here, probably many more, but right here, it takes two forms, fire and cloud. God is extremely consistent with how his glory looks. And even the first time when we saw God's glory up on the mountain here a few chapters ago, we saw that it looked like the mountain was on fire because of God's glory being up on that mountain. So God is consistently showing us two forms of his glory, which was that cloud and which was the fire. And this is a really, really cool thing to think about because we think of clouds as like nice fluffy little things that we look up in the sky and they're cute and they're pretty and they're beautiful and sometimes they rain. But, you know, for the most for the most part, we look at clouds and we think big, fluffy, puffy clouds. And so when God is showing two forms of himself, he's showing that cloud, you know, that mist, that fluffy thing that we often think about. And that's like almost like God's soft side of his personality, that mercy and love that he's always showing. But then we see fire. You know, when we look at fire, we think power, we think energy. We think we don't want to touch that. <laughs> I mean, when we have bonfires, I have a funny story actually about that. Um, when my husband and I were first married, we actually have a friend who is uh, kind of silly sometimes. And I remember one time this bonfire got really big because we threw a bunch of boxes on it at the same time and we were having some friends over. And this particular friend, everybody else had left the bonfire. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like moved back because the flames got really tall. And here is this guy who is just sitting there on the lawn chair, the flames practically at his feet and they're coming up and I'm just like, Ben, don't you want to move? And he's just like, this is okay. It's fine. I'll, I'll be okay. And then finally, after like a minute, he's like, okay. And he moved. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just proving that fire is hot and we don't really want to go near it like it's cool it gives off warmth if we don't get too close to it we enjoy fire you know because fire uh helps us stay warm and even i enjoy my my new fireplace in the house like i enjoy it we just turned it on for the first time last night and it was fun to have that fire you know like um and everything like that so we enjoyed it but the thing is when god is expressing himself as both a cloud which is soft and gentle and produces rain you know and then he's also expressing himself as a fire which is energetic and powerful and you don't want to get too close to it because you'll get burned you know that's showing both sides of god's personality the side of how like powerful he is and how you don't want to get too close but then the soft and gentle side of god that you know produces the rain and gives you the good things and loves you and cares about you and just it's it's just very interesting how God is showing both sides of his personality here up on that mountain and the children of Israel are seeing both God's glory as a gentle cloud a mist but then also as this consuming fire that's like all over the mountain so it says that after this Moses went up into the middle of the cloud and went up onto the mountain and Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and for 40 nights so Moses took a vacation with God pretty much he went up on that mountain and I'm sure God was providing all of uh, Moses's meals or maybe making it so that Moses didn't have to eat or I don't know but Moses was up there and he was being sustained for those 40 days and for those 40 nights as he was just talking with God and you know God was teaching him different things up on that mountain and uh, you know Moses was the friend of God so God of course who is all powerful can basically do anything that he wants and yet he wanted Moses up on that mountain with him to be with Moses to to be around him to sustain Moses and just to teach him different things so of course during those 40 days and those 40 nights we know that the Israeli people got kind of restless and we'll talk more about that coming up pretty soon here so definitely join me on uh, Monday and we'll talk more about Exodus but we'll be on Exodus chapter 24 so join me then and uh, we'll discuss some of that. But friends and faithful listeners, have a fantastic rest of your Friday and have a great weekend. Happy listening and God bless.